I love it, man. Uh, let's 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 talk. What well, it's interesting to the topic of kindness, uh, and as you, as you mentioned it to me, because I I really do. Th- I mean, I actually honestly, Greg, I got, I hate to admit it, I had to look up. I'm like, I think it's a fruit of the spirit, but I'm I'm not sure. And I feel like kindness and gentleness are almost like the stepchildren of the fruits of the spirit. Yes. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by a regular to this podcast, Greg Atkinson. Greg, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, man. It's good to be with you guys again. So Greg uh, is probably best known to this community as the first impressions guy. Uh, and that's actually how you and I met. You were doing a secret shopper in San Antonio. And then we 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 did what all Jesus-loving people could do. And we ate Mexican food together. And the bond uh, was created. But but Greg, today we're talking about kindness. You have a new book coming out. Uh, can you talk a bit about what uh, this book and why you decided to write a book about kindness? Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. I, I had written two books on hospitality, but all of my previous four books were written to church leaders and pastors, and I wanted to write something to the broader Christian audience that anybody could read. As a matter of fact, non-Christians could read this book and get something out of it. I've told many people where I live here in Charlotte about the book, and they're excited, whether they're Jesus followers or not, they're excited about kindness. But I thought that hospitality and kindness can play well together, and so I could leverage some of my uh, credibility and experience in the hospitality world over into a subject of uh, fruit of the Spirit like kindness. So uh, the response has been great. Uh, I, I just was blown away by the support. Uh, ended up getting 45 endorsements, which blew my mind because I didn't think everybody I asked would say yes, but they did say yes. And then uh, my three adult kids also endorsed the book. And uh, my three best friends from college who have known me for 30 years since 1993 all endorsed the book and share stories from 1993 and college years but um but it, it's been a it's been a great experience it's called the secret power of kindness and if you want to look up more about it you could just go to basically the name secretpowerkindness.com and that'll take you there but um it's something close to my heart uh, i think you and i are wired pretty similar where we're people persons and very yes. social and love meeting people love networking love breaking bread as we did it with the mexican food in uh, San Antonio, and then we ate pizza in um, in Junior and New York City, yeah. and then we ate the Dole Whips at uh, Disney, Disney in yeah. California. Yeah. So we we broke bread all over the country. We uh, we broke bread. We tore ice. We tore uh, not tore ice cream. We uh, tore tortillas, right. and we scooped ice cream. I mean, we we did. We have we broke done live coast to coast and in the middle of the country. So we. And pulled off the the national landscape, but but I I'm excited about this topic. You know, people, yeah. people don't know much of my story, and so uh, you know, this uh, previous books I wrote were just church leader books, and they're talking about church growth and guest services and how to welcome people, and it's very practical tips, but there's no Greg in it, and so uh, if you've ever heard the author express something like blood sweat and tears on the manuscript this is that kind of book where for the first time ever 
I share my story. I talk about growing up with abuse, trauma, and then I get into adult life with church hurt, wounds, and even younger years with bullying. You know, I haven't always been six, five, you know, you and I are big guys, but I wasn't always this size. So I share a lot of real life stories and then fast forward to adult stories of displaying kindness. There's a chapter on generosity. I talk about people living with us in our home, multiple people over the years. I talk about different acts of kindness and things I've done. And so it's a lot of real stories that my kids read and gave the thumbs up and said, yes, this is legit. And they even referenced them in the endorsement they wrote for my book. And so uh, it means a lot to have my kids support because um, since I saw you, my oldest daughter graduated college. She is right now today visiting her grad school, looking for an apartment for where she's going to uh, Virginia Tech for grad school. And so she's looking for a new apartment and my other two kids are doing well, but um, they're in a unique season of life where they're very independent, very strong-willed and thinkers for themselves. And if they didn't want to endorse me in this book, they wouldn't have done it. But this, <laughs> it means the world that they did and that they um, have a positive view of their dad, which if you read my story in my book, I did not have a good relationship with my dad. So uh, it's a very personal book with a uh, a lot of scriptural backing, as I mentioned, kindness is a fruit of the spirit, but also very practical and relevant stories. The thing about it is uh, I don't ever mention politics in the book because the, the purpose of the book is not to talk about Republican or Democrat or independent, no politics are mentioned, but I do reference kind of the culture that we've lived in for the last eight or so, 10 years where uh, that was just kind of like gas poured on the fire, especially in social media. I know this is a social media podcast, but yeah. in 2020 with COVID, with mask or no mask, vaccine or no vaccine, George Floyd, all the stuff that was going on, we really came apart as a nation. And I, I know people listen to this from all over the world, but a lot of people were looking in at America and thinking, what is going on? And there was a lot of divisiveness and hostility and we just weren't so kind to each other on social media. Yeah. So I've yeah. seen that, especially over the last uh, four to eight years and have seen a lot of people really just being brutal on social media and going to war with each other. And so when I mentioned this book on kindness, a lot of people are like, yes, we need this. We need, we need to get a call back to being civil with one another and kind with one another. So that's a brief overview. I love it, man. Uh, let's, let's, let's talk what well, it's interesting to the topic of kindness. Uh, and as you, as you mentioned it to me, because I, I really do think, I mean, I actually, honestly, Greg, I got, I hate to admit it. I had to look up. I'm like, I think it's a fruit of the spirit, but I'm, I'm not sure. And I feel like kindness and gentleness are almost like the stepchildren of the fruits of the spirit yes. that we don't often talk about or celebrate, um, as a fruit of the spirit. And, uh, in some ways we, we, we might even bucket it as being soft. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm curious of what, what, what just maybe as you dug into writing a book about kindness, what, how would you describe kindness? What, what is that? What does that word even mean? And how does that flesh out, uh, beyond maybe what we initially think of? Yeah, I think, I think it has to do with treating people as if they're made in the image of God and that every person has, has worth. 
And so uh, I have told my kids, I mentioned they're all in college and grad school now, but I've told them their entire life, just be a decent human being. And I even write about this in the book that, uh, yes, I'm a Jesus follower. Yes, I was a pastor. But at the end of the day, just be a decent human being. And I've taught my kids that their whole life. And um, it's a, it seems like a low bar, but it, that right. that is a bar that a lot of people have a hard time uh, achieving. Yeah, As you referenced, it is a little known fruit of the spirit. And so I was talking with my publisher, old friend, Lynn Wilson. And um, I had another book proposal that I was working on under another title. And when he read through it, he said, Greg, this is pretty much about kindness and the power of kindness. Why don't you just go all in on that and write about that? He said, um, let's, let's, let's present this as a book on this little known fruit of the spirit. And, uh, what's amazing about kindness, the secret power, cause it's called the secret power of kindness is that yeah. it can change the world. And, uh, you know, I start the book and end the book with imagine a world where everyone is kind to one another. And then Mark Batterson was generous enough to write the forward for the book. And in his beautiful forward, he says, kindness is the church's Trojan horse. This is how we are able to get in and make a difference in other people's lives. And, to, um, and then I was talking to, I don't know if you know Scott Overpeck, but he does a lot in the nonprofit world. I've known him for yeah. years out in Southern California. I was talking to him recently via Zoom, and he said, "Greg, in my world, working in um, the inner city and, and working with nonprofits, and and he's not in the church world. He's in a nonprofit world. But he said, in our world, kindness is a prerequisite. This is this is how we have permission to help others and to get an audience with others. And so I like his definition of a prerequisite. I like Mark Batterson saying it's the Trojan horse." But it is a little known, little talked about through the spirit, but it really gives us an audience with others. It gives us credibility with others, because at the end of the day, if we're not kind to someone, they're not going to listen to anything we have to say about Jesus or the Bible or God. It's that whole, you know, saying people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. If we're not kind to others, they don't want to hear anything we have to say about Jesus. So it is that prerequisite. That's that's so good. Uh, so so Greg, I want to talk social media a little bit. I want to talk politics a little bit uh, because you brought it up. Are you familiar with the politician Jeff Jackson? I have heard that name. So so he he is exploding on TikTok. Uh, I believe he's in North Carolina. I don't I don't know. He's a he's a he's a not not a senator. You know that he's in the House, um, but he is exploding. Because he's so nice, <laughs> and I think that people are, are are almost not sure what to do. And and I don't know much about his politics. I know he's a Democrat. I don't know if I align with him on many things. Or I don't know. I, all I know is his videos are mesmerizing, uh, and they're very educational. And in many ways, it's kind of like, do we really have to be the crazy? You know, like even in politics, it's like. You don't have to be, and, and I don't, you know, I mean, I think we could all define Trump maybe as that crazy, but it's not just Trump. It, it's it's a general side of how uh, would, we have even approached politics. But yeah, he'll it's probably win whatever he's running for just because of that approach, because he's not yeah. attacking others and he's coming across yeah. as kind. You know, in my book, I talk yes. about, um, I just saw John Wick 4, and I talk about Keanu Reeves in the book, and I wrote this a year ago. 
but I talked about how Keanu Reeves is known for acts of kindness. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is an atheist, has no faith in God, not a believer, not Christian, yeah. but he has a huge following because he is so kind to people. Yeah. And what I argue in the book is this is what the church should be known for. This one, you know, the fruit of the spirit are marks of a Christ follower. This is what we as Christ followers should be known for. So if there's a politician, I'm, I remember one time I voted for uh, Evan in um, uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. He was an independent, but he was just nicer. He was a nice guy. And uh, I have heard of Jeff Jackson, but people that come across as kind and caring and nice. And in my book, I talk hospitable, in like which I'm known for hospitality. But those are the ones that are going to stand out as unique. Yes. Yes. Wait, and I think in ministry, even sometimes we we felt like we need to draw hard lines and we need to be firm and we need to be bold and we need to. And I think you can be bold. And I think you do think you could be bold and nice at the same time. Uh, you don't have to be argumentative. You don't have to hit everything head on. Uh, and I and I think in, in social media, I, I, I feel like I've seen this. How how, Greg, do you think that a church uh, at a church leader, and you know, you know this audience. Uh, how how should they how should they approach their social media strategy through the filter of kindness? How does that filter into uh, how they how they approach social media? I'll give you a very practical example that happened to me. Um, Bob Goff was kind enough to endorse my book, but a lot of people don't realize he's my writing coach, and so I've been to his writing retreat, and then he coached me like this via Zoom. And I asked him, I said, I said, Bob, how do you use your social media presence? How, how do you filter through what you're going to post on social media? And he said, just be positive, just be positive. And so he doesn't get into arguments. He doesn't get into divisiveness. He doesn't argue with people. If you go through and just go back and look and scan the last hundred posts from Bob Goff on Instagram. You will just see positive quote after positive quote after positive quote. And so I, this was a couple of years ago when I started working with Bob, I adjusted my approach on social media because I've, as you know, I've always been very outspoken and passionate about social justice. In my book on kindness, I have a chapter on racism and I talk about speaking out about uh, diversity in the church, fighting racism and, um, speaking up for uh, friends of mine that are minorities and things that are close to my heart and passionate. But when I saw people argue back with me, I didn't argue with them. I just unfriended and peaced out. But when it comes to a church's approach, I would take the Bob Goff approach and post positive content every day. It doesn't always have to be scripture. The scripture is a great use on social media, but you could post upbeat, positive, cheerful posts that um that are that are engaging but also inspiring uh, i think social media should be used as inspiration and so there's a lot of people that i follow because their posts are so inspirational it's the uh, and they're opposite of a lot of people that are controversial they're just inspiring people and so like john gordon is one of those guys john gordon was nice enough to endorse my book and he's mr positivity and so I said, John, when I think of kind people and positive people, I think of you. He was kind enough to write an endorsement for the book. But I follow him constantly, and I'm always liking and hearting his posts 
And a lot of times I'll share them on my own feed because they're just such upbeat, positive content. And I think churches should have the same approach. That's awesome. I, I love that. I, I think it may, uh, my mind is, is racing now of, of different ways. Um, and I think it's also one of the things that, that is important for ministry leaders to not just use their own social media, but to empower their members to use social media well to you know be kind through your personal social media uh i, I think about random acts of kindness uh I, I think about you know honestly one of the most popular social media influencers is mr beast uh so much of what he does is kindness um and and helping people uh the the opportunity is massive and i, I think it's uh and i love bob goff as an example i mean i think he uh, I had the privilege of being with them and at Disney, you know, we, we were there together and spending a little bit of time with them. And it's, can you, it's hard to be in a bad mood around a guy like that. Yeah. Uh, man, our world needs more kindness. And, and I think at the end of the day, Jesus people should be the leaders in kindness. Absolutely. Even the other day, Gary V, who is known for being very blunt, posted a kind of post. It's something along the lines of don't give up, keep trying, you know, like he was, he, he posted a very inspirational, positive, upbeat post, which to me was not the norm for Gary Vee because he can be very direct and blunt, but he posted something that was inspirational saying, keep going, don't give up. And I thought that's going to resonate well. Yeah. So Greg, is, is this book something um, that people should get for their small groups? Is this just an individual read? What, how, how, do you, how do you hope people use this book? uh you know moving forward great question uh so the book we would want people to read by itself because it dives into my story and different practical examples however coming soon i just have to write it is a separate small group curriculum so i'm gonna i'm gonna start by doing a U version devotional on the secret power of kindness that people can just go through on their own daily devotional time but we're gonna write and i'll probably have some pastors help me with it we're going to write a separate small group curriculum that churches could go through together. Down the road, later in the summer, we're going to release a kindness kit for church leaders and churches that has sermon series resources, sermon templates, and ideas. So my, my book is organized in 10 chapters, and it's 10 keys to unlocking kindness in your life. So each of those 10 chapters could be a week in a 10-part series or you could do two a week for a five-week series. The devotional will be a 10-day uh, devotional, and then the smaller yeah. group curriculum will be a 10-week curriculum. But it's a, um, or there may be an intro and a conclusion with 12 weeks for small group, but down the road, there will be church resources. But right now, we're just getting it out to people in general to read the book, see the power of it, and um, get in, involved in what we're calling this hashtag kindness movement to get involved in this kindness movement. And then if they resonate with the book, if they like the book, then they will probably want to go through the um, small group together. And a lot of pastors that have read it, the, the support has been amazing. I've gotten personal notes from endorsers, people that you would know, like um, Daniel Strickland, Deanne Turner for Chick-fil-A. A lot of people wrote it. They didn't just send me their endorsement. They wrote a note saying, this meant a lot to me, or thank you for the courage, or thank you for saying this. There's just, the support's been unbelievable. But one of the pastors who I love when he speaks at our First Impressions Conference, 
Ricky Jenkins said, our entire church will be going through this and your shit too was part of his endorsement. And so uh, there's other pastors, friends of mine. I don't know if you know Tommy Urban D at Crossover Church in Tampa. Oh, yeah. But he's yeah. he's amazing. And we talk literally daily. But he said they were going to stock it in their church bookstore and have it where anybody could buy it in their bookstore. But it's the kind of book, unlike my previous books, that anybody could read because the others were so far focused on church leadership. And this is not a church growth book. It's not a leadership book. This is just about the power of kindness that applies to anybody. And so we're hoping that it'll spread and that uh, it'll pick up steam. Uh, I think it'll have a long shelf life because we can talk about kindness 20 years from now and, you know, it's not going to be dated. So, um, but if you'll stick with us down the road, will be a kindness kit for churches and down the road will be a small group curriculum, but you can start now with just reading the book. Okay. Well, as, as a parent of two children that I want to be kind, I want to recommend a children's research in in the future as well. uh, Your kids, your kids are grown now, uh, but but uh, don't don't forget the kids of this because this is a foundation of. I have talked about doing a children's book. Yes, I, I love it. I love and it. Bob got well, man. He turns all of his books into children's books. He said you need to do. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Greg, I appreciate so much of what you do, how you serve uh, church leaders, and this new and exciting resource that you've created. Uh, how, how could people, you know, and I'll leave the link uh, to the book uh, in, the, in the show notes, but how could people connect with you online and what, what other next steps would you want them to take coming out of this conversation? Yeah, two things is to, uh, to get the book and read it. And if you believe in it, start to pass it to people you love and care about. For me, I have uh, family members that are not Christians. I have friends that are not Christians. I want anybody to read this book. So if you read it and believe in it, share it far and wide. Again, you can get it at secretpowerkindness.com. And then I always love interacting with people on social media. I'm at Greg Atkinson on Twitter, at Greg Atkinson on Instagram. I'm really involved on Instagram. and love following Nils on Instagram. And then um, I, uh, I did not, I was not able to get at Greg Atkinson on Facebook because somebody beat me to it while I was out of town back when they released the Vanity URL. Oh. Uh, I came back and it was already gone. But if you just search Greg Atkinson, you'll see that I'm the one that pops up and it's a verified account. So you can follow me on Facebook. I'm very active on Facebook. But as you probably are, I'm doing more and more and more on Instagram. And I was having uh, brunch with my wife this morning and I've been running all kinds of ad campaigns and promotions and you know stuff yeah. building up for the book. And I opened it up and I looked down and I had passed 80,000 followers on Instagram and I showed it to my wife. I said, this just came out of nowhere because it was 76,000 yesterday. But uh, as you know, when you ramp up with a book, there's a lot of ads, a lot of promotion, a lot of people sharing about you and posting and tagging you. And so I I appreciate all the support. So many people have been kind to me uh, as you having me on this podcast to, to let me talk about the message. As I said yesterday on a podcast, I'm not the kindness expert. I just think we need more of it. And so I'm trying to propose uh, a kindness movement and to start being kind to one another and in our interactions online and in person. But um, I've still got a lot to learn and I'm growing every day. So uh, 
it's it's something that I think will challenge everybody. Greg, I, I, I kind of want to encourage our listeners to do something that's not kind and to go to whoever has facebook.com slash Greg Atkinson and let them know that they need to give that to the real Greg Atkinson. Uh, but be kind, everyone. Uh, go find the real Greg Atkinson on Facebook and don't hound the fake Greg Atkinson, whoever it is that stole that from the real Greg Atkinson. Uh, and, and somebody doesn't even use Facebook. He just somehow grabbed it and he's not active at all. You know what? While, while you're at it, go go email nilsmith at gmail.com uh, because that guy stole nilsmith at gmail.com from me. And it's not even a Neil Smith. He got it as a placeholder. It's a guy in Sweden I, tried to get I, it from me. He offered to sell it to me for $500. Oh, man. I, I didn't get gmail.com either. Yeah. Yeah. Those jerks, man. Those jerks. Uh, but we're, we're going to be kind to this. So you can you can find me online at gregaxon.com. And there you go. All my social. And that's what matters the most. You got the dot com, right. so you're the real Greg Atkinson. Right. Uh, and I have nilsmith.com. You can go follow our websites. Uh, and who cares who has the Facebook? I got to see Greg, before before we wrap this up, we're talking social media, I I had actually been ignoring Facebook for the last couple of years. And uh, the last like three weeks, I've been very active on Facebook, just tinkering again. I'm seeing better engagement okay. on Facebook than I, than I have been on it. Well, maybe equal. But I've been so focused on Instagram. Right. Um, I'm intrigued whether Facebook is maybe making a comeback. I don't know. Uh, but I and the, one of the reasons, Greg, I haven't been on Facebook is because of it's not very happy. Right. You know, very like it kind. needs more kindness. Right. Uh, and and so I'm I'm, I'm giving Facebook another try. Have you heard about this uh, Instagram competitor for Twitter that's in the works? They're supposed to no Twitter. No, and apparently Instagram is working on a competitor for twitter with you know with the power of facebook and instagram they could yeah i'm pretty significant they could they have the backing but i just read yeah. yesterday and i thought wow that would be it's a smart move yeah yeah did it yeah we will see engagement on facebook when it comes to my book there's a a lot yeah a lot of support of people tagging me or sharing posts or you know doing stuff book related on Facebook. So I, I do think Facebook's making a comeback. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We can give it time. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to invest too much uh, in, in Facebook quite yet, but it is, it's always interested in the moving target. And I think your message, while social media might change kindness, the need for kindness in our churches will never change. Uh, and so this message is so important, Greg. So we appreciate you. Uh, and, and all that you do. So thanks for being a part of this community and taking the time to be on the podcast. We will talk to you, everyone who's listening on the next episode. Go uh, check out the show notes, get the links to everything in this episode at socialmedia.church. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys. Bye.